Tuesday, folks, or Thursday, if you're in Australia, it's the Air Buds Podcast. Welcome back to basketball. My name is Jamel Johnson. My name is Mike Benner. Happy basketball. Happy bien baloncesto, baloncesto bien, y tu mama también. Si. Por supuesto. Claro que si. Excelente. All of that there, two enchiladas. Uh, guys, there's so much to talk about. We got finals happening. We got, you know, all the other teams are just bored. And so the rumors, the offseason rumors are flying mm, in They taste out. so good. They taste I delicious. Think, mm, a little hint of cinnamon in them mm-hmm. rumors. But uh, before we, we jump into all that, uh, shout out to Peter, by the way. Couldn't be here traveling for work. The buds have been traveling a lot lately, and we we thank you for your forgiveness. There's been a lot of uh, business travel. There's been a lot of unexpected travel uh, as we're dealing with some family stuff. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully in the off season we're all uh, back to our regular schedule. We thank you for your patience in the in the meantime. Um, but uh, you you were leaning in like you were going to say something. Well, by unexpected travel, you mean me not telling you guys I had a wedding to go to that I was invited to. 13 months ago and then not saying that i had a wedding to go to until i was at the wedding i wasn't actually uh thinking of that i was thinking that i keep having family members die well that's the other that's the less funny (laughs) that's the less funny one to to me (laughs) and that's all that matters for real for real uh no shout out to uh my dead family members love you um Shout out to Teron Patterson. Yeah, shout alive. out to Teron, friend of the podcast, uh, past past and future guests. Got, got married recently. Mr. Teron Patterson, Odom Kardashian. Uh, but let's get some business out of the way before we dive into these finals and these rumors and these Netflix movie reviews. Wow. Uh, if you want to support the Buds, go to patreon.com slash airbudspod. $5 a month gets you bonus episodes, gets you access to our Discord, uh, gets you access to bonus shows, which, again, uh, those of – look, I know I owe my Patreon subscribers uh, the third chapter of that very horny Steph Curry fanfic, and uh, it's coming. Just been a, been a hell of a month for me. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. Maybe this week. I don't know. We'll see. Um but yeah, go to patreon.com slash pod. You get all kinds of bonus stuff and you get to fuck around with us in a Discord channel. Um, which I don't know. I have fun in there. Miguel, you're the big you're the leader in there. You're the um you're the big dog, big log. No, I think OJ is the big dog, big log. Hey, that's fair. Um actually, there's quite a few big dog, big logs, come to think of it. Why don't I have the little pink shit next to my shit? I want to have a pink little Uzi diamond. Next to my about? name, you got the little pink little. Oh, it's because I got the the nitro. You got to like pay for that or something. I have to buy a cold brew. No, well, like uh, yes, I think I got a free trial. Um, and then uh, and then you can like use nitro to like boost your server and get these things. But then, uh, so like I I I use I had this free trial for nitro, and I ended up like you know getting extra emojis for us or doing this or that, like all these little kind of enhancements. And then uh, uh, it wore off and everything went away. And I was like, oh, I'm the only one boosting this <laughs> server. So uh, I think I pay for it now. Yeah. Well, we we thank you for your service, Benner. Yeah. I'll start using the uh, the dildo emojis now. Thank you. You got to use those. Uh, you got to join uh, patreon.com slash pod to hear about these dildo emojis, which are probably not what you're expecting. There's it's multiple of them. And I think they're all... I think all three buds are represented in the dildo emojis. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> hey, shout out to uh, Dan Dan Hardigan. Yeah. Purchased that dildo. Yeah. Shout out, Dan. Uh, well, Jamel, let's hop right in. Uh, Sunday night, Boston Celtics got... Uh, game got away from them a little bit. Golden State Warriors won 107-88. I don't know. What what are your takeaways from that game right off the bat? I mean, what I expected, um, Draymond Green 
just deciding that the refs won't kick him out. His deal with TNT is too lucrative for him to get thrown out of a finals game. So he just turned himself into a goddamn battering ram. Gary Payton Jr. comes back. Gary Payton the third Jr. comes back. And, uh, you know, that's electric. Just him hitting a layup, electricity. Uh, Steph, still Steph. Uh, and we're just going to let Clay shoot whenever he feels like. And it doesn't matter. The more shots he misses, he's somehow an even bigger plus on the plus minus. Yeah, he was uh, 4 of 19 uh, for 11 points, but was somehow a net zero on the plus. Great internet plus service. Minus. But honestly, you're shooting 20% uh, and 1 of 8 from 3. Zero is a great plus minus to have. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. That's he broke his own r- records. Yeah. Um it, like it's all, like none of the warriors really played spectacularly. Like Steph had 29 points, but he he didn't shoot. He shot 40%, uh 5 of 12 from 3, which is, you know, kind of like mid for him. Uh no one else really shined. I mean, everyone was talking about how this is the Jordan Poole game. The guy shot 40%. It didn't it didn't look that great. He had five hey, threes, which is good. But like you hit one long three. That's all we need to see. Wiggins was good. And the difference was Draymond. The difference was Draymond deciding I'm gonna foul Al Horford every time I see him. I'm gonna foul whoever, whenever I'm anywhere on the floor. Yeah. Uh Draymond. I mean, I, I thought maybe we'd get into this at the end, but man, I, let's just get into it now. That, that guy, like, insane that he gets away with shit. The way that he get, he he literally he kicked Jalen Brown on the head, like put his legs on him. Then like, and then when Jalen Brown was like, "Get your leg off my head," he started a fight with Jalen Brown, like pulled on his short. Like it was just like it's insane. He deserved that second tech right then and there. And then later. They the ABC showed a montage where it was like coming back from commercial. It was all these clips of like Draymond, um, and Mark Jackson was talking about Draymond's leadership and how he he plays stuff in his leadership. And it's like all this shit where it's like that should have been a foul. That should have been a foul. That should have been a tech. He he literally elbowed uh, Grant Williams in the face and then shoved him in the chest like during, during the a dead off. ball during a dead <laughs> ball. And it was just like. And like we're hearing Mark Jackson be like, that's leadership. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Technically, he's right. Technically, it is leadership. It's not, it's like it's bad, but effective leadership. It's leadership the way like Bernie Madoff was like, follow me and I'll get you rich to like his <laughs> little cronies, you know? Like he's still swindling a bunch of poor people. But the poor people are us, his teammates, the investors. Exactly, his teammates the team, are the are the people that work for him. They're doing great. They yeah. just got a. They just they just won a game. I look. I like Draymond off the court. On the court, man, he's. It, it's hard to watch him sometimes because it is like just like oh, so he he's got some championship rings, so he just doesn't. He just gets nine extra fouls. He is. He he plays like an abusive spouse. <laughs> And there was a possession where, like, he was wide open for a three, and that bitch hit the corner of the rim, like, short. You know what I mean? Like, it almost got tucked in the side of the backboard in the rim. And I was like, somebody's going to get punched in the face. Yeah. That threw so bad, he's going to hit somebody. Did you see That's the abusive uh... spouse. Did you see the moment where people were saying that he was that he was playing left tackle because he like caught up from a three point stance and then blocked <laughs> like three people? <laughs> Yo, it's it was insane. Tr- it's just he, yeah. Steph needed space for a three, so he literally like did a three point stance football style and then put his shoulder into like two players and drove them back ten feet. I was watching that joint foul, 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 foul. Yeah. Just not 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 a fun not a fun thing to watch. Uh, if you, if you're like, I mean, I look. I guess we're this podcast is technically rooting for the the Celtics. So that, at least that's what we predicted. I don't know if I'm rooting right. rooting for them, but I predicted them. So I guess I have to root for them now. But I'm uh, not rooting for the city of Boston. I'm rooting no, for the Celtics. Yeah. Um, but it's like so as someone who's kind of neutral in the series, like you know, my I'm I, I'm a Philly fan, so I don't like Boston necessarily. I'm um. Uh, I'm not a, you know, 
big Warriors fan, uh, even though I like all the players individually. Uh, it just makes it harder to watch, like seeing that, like, oh, okay, like this guy, like the Warriors just get this incredibly unfair advantage where Draymond Green gets to tackle people and no call. Well, there's no way, there's no way he gets to be that loose in game three. I think we all know the refs are going to review the film. I'm doing air quotes. I don't know if you can hear the air quotes that I'm doing so loud. They're going to review the film and he's going to get called tight in game three. Probably. And all this to say is like, it's not like the Draymond was the reason the Warriors blew out the Celtics. The Celtics uh other than Jason Tatum uh played pretty pretty poorly i would say uh Peyton Pritchard was no uh, nowhere to be found uh Derek White seems to be the most consistent Al Horford and Peyton Pritchard had after having the best games of their playoffs turned around and had the worst i will say Al Horford uh getting mauled by Draymond Green. Draymond Green had the most effect. If his his freewheeling foul ways affected Al Horford probably the most. That's what I'm saying. I do think that's that was big. I do think that was big. But you know, Jalen Brown shot 30%. Yeah. Robert Williams took one shot. I guess he only played 15 minutes, but like he's clearly hurt. He's, he's hurt. Clearly, yeah. He's been hurt before the series. He's clearly yeah. he's not looking to post anybody up. Like he'll be getting mismatches down there and still clear out. Yeah, Marcus Smart went over three from three, which is like, dude, all you you're supposed to do is like play defense and stand in the corner and wait to get it to to hit a corner three. What are you doing? Ah, uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I, you know, the Warriors had to win one at home. That's why they let Draymond do whatever he wanted. Yeah, I think we were. I mean, I think we all expected Warriors to win Game One and Celtics maybe take Game Two. So this is you know, it, was, it was. They were never going to take both games. Basketball is ten percent pro wrestling. Go on. I'm just saying, just in terms of the little things that we know that the media and the refs do to affect the outcome, I think makes it a drama more than. Sports. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I just think, 90 uh, 10, just 10%. Just like a little, like when Ember Nagasi put the little bit of essence. The BAM? Yeah, just the BAM. Um, what do you think is going to happen in game three tomorrow night? I think, I think Boston this, wins my the prediction. Postal. This is going to be the best game of the series. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be Draymond versus the fans, and the refs are going to be calling him really tight. And it's going to be a close game. Boston by like three or four, I'm thinking. I think, yeah, I think Boston by three or four sounds good. Maybe an overtime. Maybe an overtime. Like claw your way. Like you can't, like there's both teams are going to be fucking clawing their way to the end of this. And it's going to be close. Because it's just, it's hard. Maybe I wonder if it's hard to play in Boston for everybody, like even the Celtics. I don't know. Didn't Jalen Brown one time say it was hard to play in Boston? Probably. I, I know Marcus did. Smart said it. I think they've all said it at some Marcus point. Marcus Smart definitely has had some hard times playing in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now it's now it's the finals. And so uh, maybe these fucking drunk bigots will be grateful for a minute <laughs> and let their team cook. We'll see, man. We're going to see. But I got them winning game three. I do. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I think it'll be I think this is I think the series is going to go back and forth. And I know I said Celtics can six originally, but I think it might be seven now. I'm going to stay tight. I'm going to stay six still, bro. Do it. Should we have Peter? Uh, Peter uh, is in, in Las Vegas for business right now. Our dear listeners, should we have Peter place a bet? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll do that. If, if if anyone says yes, then we'll do it. Um, I mean, like, if any of our listeners say yes, they're gonna fucking tell us yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They want to see us. They want to see us yeah. lose. Yeah, they. <laughs> it's fun for them. Yeah, we'll give you what you want, man. Uh, Jamel, should we dive into some rumors real quick? Well, let's do let's do the stuff that's actually happened, then do the rumors. Okay, good good idea. Uh, well. 
the Utah Jazz coach, Quinn Snyder, has decided his time's up after eight seasons with the Utah Jazz, and uh seems like they mutually parted ways. Uh, so is he just like on a Coke mender right now? Yes. Uh, tired of his job making him look like the teacher from Daria. He does look like the teacher from Daria. The crazy one big eye teacher ass dude. And he wants to go somewhere with better weather. Probably. Do you think the Lakers, do you think he was waiting until the Lakers hired Darvin Ham to announce that he was stepping down? Absolutely, which is genius. Yeah, just trying to avoid that train wreck. Stay away from L.A. at all costs, my boy. You, you, you're already about to have an aneurysm coaching the Jazz. Yeah, now add Russell Westbrook into that. that add Russell mix. Westbrook and 100,000 kids with, like, trust funds tweeting at you every day. <laughs> Uh, Jamal, I just got an alert on my phone. Uh, Brian Cox, Star Succession, his cameo price just dropped. Ooh. It's $99 for the next 15 people. I feel like, should we get a cameo to Peter where we ask Brian Cox to say fuck you to him? It's not bad. Can we just say, can you curse out our friend Peter? Yes. All right, hold on. We're going to do this live on the air because uh, (laughs) got to get in here, my friend. It's hot. Price of the brick Brian just Cux. went down. $99. Oh, they're only for Father's Day. Oh, wait, Peter's a father. <laughs> you Hell forgot yeah. our son has a son. Bro, it's $689 originally. $99 now. I got to do it. Oh, my God. Shout out to the dads. I have an account. I already have an account. Sign in. Yes. Let's go. Do I have an account? Have you listened to the fucking podcast how many cameos have you bought that aren't that haven't been aired on airbuds i just bought an island boys cameo last week (laughs) what the fuck is going on man (laughs) island boys (laughs) i forgot them dudes even existed what's the last thing the island boys did my cameo (laughs) can you wish our friend peter a happy father's day while cursing him out like logan roy just do your thing just let him have it classic big fan thanks oh gee thanks i am a big fan um he loves the cleveland Cavs and us his two friends mike and jamel he loves the cleveland Cavs, the cleveland browns he just moved to Brooklyn, and he's dumb as shit. <laughs> and he's he works in podcasts. Like Podcasting. I said, yeah. dumb as shit. Continue. Oh man, I hope I get this. Man, people only... probably jumped on that. Yeah, but I when I clicked like request, it said only five left. So hopefully, it like held the space for me. Complete purchase. Oh man, I hope, I hope, I hope we get this. This would be such a letdown. This is going to be bad podcasting. This is going to be dead air. Dead air. Dead air. Okay. Michael Banner's buying cameos on the fucking podcast. Damn. Damn. I can't do a second verse. My mouth is so dry. I could, my mouth is so dry, my sound waves are smaller. <laughs> Come on, bro. Let's go. You didn't get it, man. They played you like the sneakers app. I don't think I got it. Hold on. Let me switch the credit card. Let's see. I'm going to play a little bit of Hades while you do this. No, no, no. Tell well, At least talk people through. What are you doing in Hades? Uh, uh well yeah I'm I'm in I'm in Elysium right now. Uh I'm playing uh honestly bro. Hell yeah. Got it. Hey. You heard it here. And you know what? Peter doesn't listen to the show ever, so there's no way he's going to know this is coming. He's not going to know this happened. <laughs> All right, we were talking about Quinn Snyder. <clears throat> uh yeah, where's he going to go? Portland? Uh 
they just hired uh oh billups billups um i mean there was i forgot that, they even had a coach last year yeah do you remember the mid-season rumor where uh people were talking that uh um greg popovich was like i see quint snyder as my replacement now that becky hammond is gone Wow. So do you think maybe he joins the Spurs as like an assistant or a consultant and then eventually takes over? Wow. The thing is, Greg Popovich is never going to quit coaching. I've recently been started watching NCIS, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And Mark Harmon is the most prolific actor in American history. And I think Greg Popovich has a similar mindset. He is just going to coach until he cannot physically move. Okay. <laughs> See, isn't it believable? Don't you? Well, believe no, it? I think that's probably why Becky Hammond like booked it because she was just like probably being told for years, like you're you're in line, you're in line, you're in line, and eventually it was just like, how long do I got to wait in fucking line until this guy dies? At least it was because Popovich didn't want to leave. At least it wasn't because he left, and they were like, oh, we don't know if we don't know if women can call plays. Uh, well, they can. She could sure as fuck call plays. I mean, she's got the aces yeah. looking incredible. Kelsey Plum playing like MVP. Come on, top of the top of the charts. Uh, really glad that they look good and haven't missed a beat. I mean, you know, hell yeah, hell yeah. I've never been happier to watch the aces be good. Um, what else we got going on in the league right now, Jamal? We got Sharif O'Neal. Son of, uh, son of Shaquille O'Neal, now officially in the 22 uh, draft. Uh, have you looked at a picture of Sharif O'Neal recently? I mean, he's a, he's a very thin man. He looks like a, a friend of the podcast if, if our friend uh, Pap Johnson put on a wig. Does look like <laughs> Pap with a wig. Um, yeah. I don't, I, no disputes. I don't even, like, I don't know, man. If a doctor told me if you keep doing this, your heart will stop. I don't know if I keep doing it. I like if the doctor was like, "You can't do stand up anymore." I'd be like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they told that to uh, Marcus Aldridge, and uh, then like a year later, it was like, "Actually, you're fine." And he was fine. He did sort of. I mean, he's just old as shit now. Yeah, there was uh, that moment where remember, I mean, I guess the first kind of modern player where this happened was Chris Bosh, where it was kind of like. You know, these blood clots could kill you. And then two years later, he was cleared medically to play. They just couldn't find a team to, like, take the risk on him. Yeah. I wonder how why, – why, why hasn't he gone big three yet? Chris Bosh? Is it because he thinks he's a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall like of Famer. You, I feel like if you go to the big three, that's like a concession that you're not a Hall of Famer. Uh, I would agree with that with some exceptions. I guess Allen Iverson was more of a coach than, than a yeah, player. Um, they he, they did hire him to play, and he was like, fuck that. Yeah. But Allen seems like the one exception. Who else is a Hall Okay, Gary Payton, he's a coach. Lisa Leslie. These are all people who aren't exactly playing. Yeah, I think who playing in the playing? big three it gives the connotation possibly that you're like hanging on to something. Whereas if you kind of go out, like if you're Chris Bosh, you're like going to the big three can only make me look worse. That does it feels I am a political. Hall of Fame player. I don't want to go and play with guys that couldn't get to where I got to. It feels mad political, and I hope that changes. Yeah, I think he should just be able to play if he wants to play. Um, yeah, also, like maybe he doesn't Johnson, want to play. Who knows? That's also true. But what if Joe Johnson wins five big three championships? Second, and how does that not help his resume? Does that put him like over Brianna Stewart technically in terms of like total yes. championships? <laughs> five, five big three championships, which you know he was smacked during. That's you gotta be high before you gotta get high with Steven Jackson before <clears throat> well, then, every okay. big three game. Are we counting like hoop it up three on three tournaments? Then, like, if he, did he if he won those in like nineteen ninety eight? Does that <laughs> do those go to his fucking? Was it on TV? I, I think they do televise the finals. Yes. They used to. Yes. Yep. Count the Hoop It Up standings. Is Hoop It Up still around? Fuck no. It can't yeah, be. That had to have been a scam, right? Definitely, man. That shit was perpetrated by um the greeting card companies. It was? 
Mm-hmm. You said it, and I believed it, so that's that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I hope he, I hope he looks good, dude. I, you know, peace and blessings, Sharif uh, O'Neal. Well, speaking of speaking of scams, uh, Jamel, uh, an article dropped, I believe, today uh, on The Verge. It's kind of a long-form investigative piece about uh, the scam that is NBA Top Shot. Talk to us. Uh, now, long-time listeners will know that uh, we have been calling scam on this shit <laughs> since the moment it was announced. Big scam, Ola. You can go back to 2020, uh, back when... The pandemic had had rendered basketball obsolete and the NBA was desperate to make money and they turned to NFTs. And I remember in the summer of 2020 going on multiple rants on multiple episodes, probably to the annoyance of you dear listeners uh, about what a scam this was and what an idiotic thing to get into. Uh, and turns out two years later, I, I was right. You do. It does feel like you're get, you're being vindicated right now. I'm glad I didn't buy 20 WNBA top shots. Uh, the average price uh, in February 2021 of an NFT, I'm sorry, of a top shot NFT, uh, was 181 dollars and 81 cents. Do you want to guess what the average price is today? Six bucks. Seventeen dollars. Ah, okay. Hey. Uh, a record breaking, uh, 200, uh, uh, someone bought a guy named Jesse Schwartz bought an NFT of LeBron James dunking for $208,000 last, last winter. Uh, he will not disclose how much it is worth now <laughs> because he's an idiot. Hey, Jesse. Yeah. Eat it, bro. Uh, there are people that, uh, estimate that it's maybe worth $80 now after paying 260,000. Uh, just a fascinating read. If you want to go to the verge, uh, shout out to all the people in NBA Twitter who went all in on top shot. We were the lone voice saying you were wasting your money. There, look, many times we have been proven to be a real, like journalistic situational, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. Stick with the buds, man. Yeah. I think between me and you, we both have very finely uh, tuned noses for scams. I think we can we call it out. When we that, see yeah, it. yeah, we grew up in scam land. Peter's getting scammed left and right. Peter's giving his email to a to a, yeah. a, a some guy in in Estonia right now. Exactly. Like, Peter's a fucking cake eater. He don't know shit, man. <laughs> um. What else has been happening? Uh, Lakers head coach Darvin Ham, brand new coach. Uh, he he credits his uh, his intensity and focus on one time getting shot in the face in Saginaw, Michigan. Accidentally, by the way. Accidentally, because if it was on purpose, <clears throat> who knows? That might that might fuck him up if it was on purpose. But getting shot in the face on accident really lined things up for our guy. Got him in the dunk contest. Um. I'll just read the full quote. I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. I was shot in the face by accident, April 5th, 1988. You go through something like that. It's going to do one of two things. It's going to make you fearful or fearless. It made me fearless. I don't feel no pressure. It's basketball. I mean, he's technically not wrong, but he's putting a lot on it. Um, yeah, no, I think this is a thing that he maybe finds a way to bring up all the time. And it's like at family reunions, like we know Uncle Darvin, you got shot in the face that one time. You know, you know, little Jerry <laughs> shot me in the face on accident, right? We know Uncle Jerry. Okay, what y'all putting this potato salad? You know, I got shot in the face. You can't be handing me potato salad like this. It's raisins. <laughs> Remind me of the bullets. Then. I'm the I'm the white <laughs> brother-in-law. In <laughs> I brought the potato salad. <laughs> Stop letting Banner bring the potato salad. <laughs> what? You guys don't like crane raisins <laughs> in your potato no. salad? Put a little nutmeg in there too. Ew. Um yeah. I I'm I I really like Darvin Ham though. I mean, it, it, it this does seem like a you know, he's just trying to get his story out there and I appreciate that. He seems like a good guy. I don't know, uh I don't know about his coaching bona fides. Where did he come from again? Uh he was with the Bucks, yeah. Oh. 
Well, yeah, that's a that's a championship fucking. He played category. for the Bucks, and and then I think he was assistant for the Bucks for many years. Huh? They were telling you the time about how um, my uh, great uncle uh, kind of shot himself in the face. Yo, <laughs> what do you mean, kind of? So my family's a bunch of dumb white trash. Grew up in West Philly, uh, and uh, born and raised. Born and raised, and uh, there's a time he was telling me. One time that uh, he he was maybe like ten or eleven or whatever, uh, he he and his friends you would just find bullets on the ground uh, in West Philadelphia back in the day, and they would take the bullets that they would find and then they'd go to the back alley and they'd hit them with hammers. <laughs> what? And you could hit them with hammers and they would explode. Um, and then, uh, uh, but one time uh, it. I can't remember if he hit it or if his friend hit it, but it hit and it ricocheted and shot him in the face and he had to go to the hospital. Ooh. And rather than, uh, rather than, uh, come clean about me and fucking Danny down the block, were in the alley <laughs> hitting bullets with a hammer. Uh, they made up a story about how, uh, there was a guy with a rifle on the bridge, like 20 feet away shooting at them. Oh my God. And so he was like, well, came up with the perfect story. Like, let's go to the hospital and get me sewn up. Uh, no, like there was like, a, a, like a citywide like, man yeah. for like a, a guy that's randomly shooting children with a rifle. They're and, profiling a, a made up character. Yeah. And then eventually he had to complete. It was like, we were just hitting bullets with a hammer, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This sounds like some shit from an episode of Popeye. It does. He could have been a Popeye character, honestly. He could have been Bluto's like sidekick. Yeah, holding holding burners for Bluto. Yeah. Uh anyways, nobody nobody tell anybody about that. Um <laughs> Ooh, hey, hey, speaking of things that the, the people shouldn't be telling people about, even though he told everybody himself, Miles Bridges. <sighs> Miles Bridges. Man, I've never wanted a player to join my favorite team more. The Charlotte Hornets, Miles Bridges, uh, posted a picture on Instagram uh, of uh, to his stories. Was it yesterday? Uh, of him just casually holding a cup of lean and a joint. Now, was it lean? Are we? We're sure it wasn't Minimade. It was a styrofoam cup with ice and purple liquid in it. I can only imagine it, it and it was supposed to look like lean if it wasn't. Isn't it the isn't that the same color as Tropical Punch? I hope that's the excuse he says. Isn't it the same color as the Minute Maid 150 calorie Tropical Punch? Um do you think in some weird way this is Miles Bridges trying to force his way out of Charlotte. Uh, no, I think he's just high as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just high as shit, enjoying his off season, turn making music, trying uh, to figure out how to come up with them silly raps. I was about to say, probably like this might have also just been like a prop from a rap video. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be real. Uh, it does not have to he's be a real. very good rapper. He's very serious about rapping. Um, and you know, it could just be, he was shooting a video and cause also that little joint, like it did kind of look like a cute little twisty little boy. Like it, like <laughs> it didn't seem like a pro joint to me. I don't know. What do you think? You, you're, you're well, a pro joint roller. What do you think? No, nah, you know, it, it had the, it had the feel of a, of an actual pre-roll cause you wouldn't put the twisty on the, um, you know what I mean? You you can't like let me, hold on. Let me actually not take that back. It looks that really is, tiny, right? It is. It is. It is hand done. Yeah, it's fully hand done. But now that I look at it again, and that might also be lean. But now that I'm looking at it, unless there's a lot of sprite in there, like that is like kind of like a very kind of translucent light purple. Like it's that's not, what I'm it's saying. Not heavy on the purple. It's not heavy on the purple. It could just be juice. 
Yeah, who knows? Uh, people are saying that Michael Jordan is like in no way in hell going to give him a <laughs> a max contract now because you mean of Michael this. Jordan, the, the man who drinks tequila on Netflix. <laughs> That's a show I'd watch. Yeah, if you said a weekly, I'm going to drink tequila and like talk shit about people unfiltered for an hour. It would be incredible if he did it. It would be incredible. Yeah. That is funny. The man who's like addicted to gambling and uh, and and tequila and cigars is going to like penalize Miles Bridges for doing similar drugs. Probably not. Probably not. Not when he can play like he can. He's playing well, and he has goodwill built up with the city. He he hit that la- that one lady with a mouthpiece, but then he apologized. Yeah. Unlike Steph Curry, who never apologized to anybody for hitting him with mouthpieces. Oh, exactly. Um, Jamel, let's 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 breeze through some rumors real quick, just one or two, mm-hmm. uh, and then get into uh, talking about uh, you know the thing that we we mentioned before. Uh, but Bradley Beal is among one of the players being targeted uh, by the Blazers to pair with Damian Lillard. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? I'm just like my worry is giving the Washington Wizards draft picks. We I don't trust us with any draft pick, and I don't really know what Portland has to offer aside from draft picks. I like Simons. Mm-hmm. I think my phone likes Simons. <laughs> Did your phone just beep beep when it? When yeah, it, it just gave me a fucking alert. Anyway, like. I do like Simons a lot, but who else is over there that I even want? Who's on Portland's roster today? <clears throat> Nurk, uh, Dame, Josh Hart. Not a bad uh, bench yeah. guy. It would be hilarious if we ended up with the baby Lakers. Like slowly, like once the Knicks are done with Julius Randle, the Wizards just somehow retrieve the baby Lakers from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And then we have them. Damn, that'd be good. You know, I haven't really looked at the Blazers in a long time. <clears throat> Looking at their roster, if I'm like Damian Lillard, I'm like, you can't fucking get rid of Anthony Simons. <laughs> like, okay, here's their roster. Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Josh Hart, Brandon Williams, CJ Ellaby, Keon Johnson, Joe Ingles, Drew Eubanks, Justice Winslow, Trendon Watford, Elijah Hughes, Greg Brown, Chris Dunn, Nasir Little, Eric Bledsoe, Ben McLemore, Didi Luzada. Not a whole lot of players after I said Josh Hart. Nothing that you've said has turned me on. Though I will say... Keon Johnson Drew, is interesting. Drew Dubanks is interesting. Yeah, he is too. But like, not not guys you want to trade for Beal. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, trade for Beal. Not that the Wizards want to give Beal away for. I mean... If Portland just like gives us, just give us $20 million. Don't even give us people. Just give us $20 million and we'll go get somebody else. It's just going to have to be a ton of picks. And like, if I'm Dame, I'm like, I'm 32. I can't be fucking paired with Bradley Beal and a bunch of Muppet babies. I need to go. It's, I think, I mean, Beal for Simons. If you're replacing Simons with Beal, it's like, all right, cool. Tell me, though, like, and I mean, this is no disrespect towards Bradley Beal because I think he is a better player, but what, or at least has a better upside, but like, how is this going to be any different than Dame and CJ if it's Dame and Beal? Well, uh, Brad's just a little bigger. No, they're both (laughs) 6'3". He's got better braids. That's that's true. It's kind of the only difference. Yeah, I think Brad has more of an upside as a player, I but don't like, no, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think there's uh, like Brad when he's really like into it. I think he can be a little more. I but think if I'm Dame, I'm like, more. so we're just gonna do what I did with CJ for for eight years, but like with a slightly better CJ. Like I need I need change. Oh, that's and what then, I that's what I would then, be thinking. Toss in Zach Levine for, you know, for sauce. I mean, dog, there's nothing. What is different? Jeremy Grant? Yes. 
You just need a. You just want somebody who's a forward, who's a scorer, instead of another guard. I just think. I think maybe what my ultimate thought is is that the Blazers just need to kind of break it up. It's like break it up and do what? Lose Dame for nothing, or keep Dame and be trade a, Dame for picks and, and and do a do a process. You would have to sell many picks. I'm so sure there's a picks. team out there that would love to give. Three first rounds for Dame. I just don't trust us with any picks, man. Well, I don't trust the Wizards with them either. Uh, should we talk about one other rumor real quick? Yes. Uh, rumor is DeAndre Aiden has played his last game in a Suns uniform. Now, okay. Where is he going? I don't know. I mean, he's, uh, I think he is a, is he restricted or unrestricted free agent? So what's, if you swap, if you swap Nurk for Aiden, you giving that anything? I think, I, th- I think that's an instant huge upgrade for the, the Blazers. You got a guy who actually plays, or at least plays a lot more than Nurk. Because uh, what are the plays about defense. What's Chris Paul about to do? He's, he's playing next year, but like, really? I don't think this. I think that I think whatever happened on the Suns is like, <clears throat> I was saying it like someone, you know, someone fucked someone's wife or something. Like they, they it, imploded. And the, that last game, you could see DeAndre Ayton was just out of it. Just not it. He was, he was done. He was not just, listening to Monty Williams. He was not responding to Chris Paul. He just was like, I'm out. Goodbye. Something, something. happened. And then. It's going to be a Ben Simmons situation. And Ben Simmons set a precedent now that DeAndre Ayton, if somehow the, the Suns match a deal for whatever max he's going to get somewhere, then he'll probably just sit out. I, it just seems crazy to think because he was so like, he was just so solid for them. Yeah. One calendar year ago. I think it's Sarver, man. Sarver said, what, two years ago? I'm not paying a max for, for Ayton. He didn't give him that extension, and it's probably just been fucking busted ever since. I mean, sure, but then I still think it's something personal because it's like even knowing that it's still in Aiden's best interest to play well in the playoffs because that's where you make your money. He did play well in the playoffs. It was just really up until the last like game and a half. Yeah. Strange. Um. I don't know. I think I think he actually maybe fits really well in the Blazers now that you mention it. Right? Yeah. Uh at least better than Nurk. I mean, I think he's he's like a he's like an athletic, defensive minded, lob catching big with a little bit of developing offensive game in the post. I think that is exactly what Dame needs. Nurk Nurk is like an injury prone, slow big off at this point. I mean, he's the he's the backup. He should be the backup. Yeah. In a per in a perfect world, you're playing Nurk for 20 minutes and he's playing really good. Yeah. With Aiden starting and and being the kind of you know guy that can run with Dame. But you know the world is not perfect. No. Um. Yeah. I I I think it was clear at the end of Game Seven. Uh. That against the Mavs that like yeah Aiden's not playing for this team ever again which is so insane where else could he go um Dallas Dallas would love him probably I think do the Hawks want a guy like him they, they shipping Capella out Capella is you know getting a little long in the tooth I mean at least as far as NBA players go yeah hey, yeah I mean DeAndre Hunter is still kind of youngish right Oh, he's young as hell. He's youngish. Uh, Thursday nights on Freeform. Oh, he's 24. But he yeah. seems so much younger, right? <laughs> I, mm, I don't know ages. Yeah. Anyways, it seems like Aiden, I think, is also like 24. But uh, they could have DeAndre Aiden, DeAndre Hunter on the same team. And I feel like that's a prospect you can't pass up. I'd do it. Double DeAndre's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Should we talk real quick, Jamal, about a little thing that uh, you and I were blessed to be uh, involved in? We, last week, you and I went to, uh, we got invited to 
go to the premiere of Netflix's brand new basketball themed movie starring Adam Sandler and one Juancho Herman Gomez. Uh, it's called Hustle, and it was fun. It was fun. It was it was honestly fun, and it was it was pretty good. Yeah, we got to uh, see a lot of uh, a lot of hoopers, uh, both professional I mean, and semi-professional, up close. Like I said, I'm calling the movie Uncut Gems too. Uh, the cameos are out of this world, and solid acting by the guys. Would you maybe call it Uncut Gems Shabadoo? I think I could. Shabadoo. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't. Are we allowed to spoil? Can we do spoilers? Uh, maybe. So the film no. comes out tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, I, I would say maybe don't spoil it yet. But you know, talk about. I mean, uh, we we were sitting in the same theater as LeBron James. He wore his shades during the movie. We were basically in the same row, but he was in the like dead center, and he and we were off off to the right. But you know, we were same row. That was fun. That was fun. Saw Queen Latifah in real life. A vision. Queen Latifah, who plays Adam Sandler's uh, wife in the movie, and and a very convinced like they were a very convincing couple. Surprisingly, it was goddamn adorable. Yeah. Um. God I'm, bless Adam Sandler. Yeah, and his love of basketball and Mallorca. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this, Jamel. I think this is like a, a, an upper echelon, top tier basketball movie. Uh, I I would put it up there. I would put it up there. It's uh, it's it's kind of a new. It's it's a basketball movie, so you know how it goes. Yeah, you uh, know how this is going to go. But it's a new format to the basketball film that we have not seen. Yeah, so in the film, uh, Adam Sandler plays a uh, kind of down-and-out scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a very Philly movie, which I appreciate it. Um, but uh, he's given the chance to finally become an assistant coach, despite it kind of a checkered past. Uh, that immediately gets fucking blown up when the team owner dies and the shitty son takes over, running the team, and demotes him back down to scout and says, you can only get back on the bench if you go out there and you find an incredible prospect that will uh, lift us up. By the way, this only happened after the shitty, the, the, the shitty son insisted on drafting Mo Wagner <laughs> in the draft, which Mo Wagner, God bless him. A uh, friend of the podcast, very willingly uh, and convincingly playing a bad NBA player. Uh, aloof, yeah, aloof guy, an asshole, a prick who doesn't care about basketball, which is like gutsy, gutsy choice. If I'm an NBA player, and they're like, so we want you to be in our movie, but we want you to look as bad as possible. Like, say yes is like. I mean, that's gutsy. movies, man. Yeah. Dave Chappelle looked like a fucking asshole in Nutty Professor. <laughs> so I think it's a slightly different because Dave Chappelle's a professional actor and comedian. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But he played a bad comedian. That's true. Um, but yeah, so Adam Sandler has to go out. He goes to Mallorca, Spain, where he kind of stumbles upon Juancho Herman Gomez in uh, one of the best shot, like like street basketball like sequences. I think. Nah, it was dope. Yeah, and I think this is one of the only basketball movies that doesn't deal with race. <laughs> It is kind of like a weirdly like post race kind of like take on it, which like is I don't know. As a white guy, I'm kind of like I know you need to break. A little, seems a little no no no. I was gonna say it seems a little <laughs> privileged. Seems a little like nice for Adam Sandler to not be like yeah. Let's not talk about race in this one, huh, guys? Like you know, race is a huge thing in in all of sports. I mean, for sure, but you know, it's just rare to see, especially in basketball. Yeah. You know, I watch Glory Road once a year. <laughs> right. Not that I'm like demanding Adam Sandler have a nuanced breakdown of like race relations in America, but like just, you I know. I think we have. Don't we have a clip of him uh, discussing the critical race theory? Oh, right. Oh, oh this is um, uh, before the film. He addressed the crowd. Uh, he kind of like gave like a really long rousing speech, but I did happen to record uh, the one part where he was talking about CRT. Uh, hold on. Let me pull it up. Hello. 
Yeah. Yep. There you have it, folks. Wise words. Uh, yeah. If you got Netflix, if you're using your uh, your ex significant other's Netflix, still go ahead and throw this on. It's a good one. It's yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it's really you know really well shot, really beautiful, really well acted by everyone. Kenny uh, the Jet Smith uh, plays like Adam Sandler's like former college teammate turned kind of like super agent who is he's very funny in it. But then it's also funny because later they show the NBA on TNT guys and Kenny the Jet Smith is conspicuously absent. <laughs> so like, okay, so in this in this universe, Kenny doesn't exist. But NBA and TNT does. It's very funny. Um a lot of fun basketball cameos. Uh I I will say I'll we we talked about this on the Patriot episode. Uh but I think kind of the most meta funny laugh uh, in the entire movie. So this is an LA premiere, uh, friends and family, a lot of people involved in the movie and family and friends of people involved in the movie, uh, a lot of basketball fans. So anytime a cameo happened, loud cheers. Anytime someone's name came up on the opening credits, loud cheers. People were loving every single person, everyone, every first appearance of a character or an actor uh, or a player, like got a pop of applause, uh, they kind of finally at the end of the movie, and this is not a spoiler alert, but at the very end of the movie, um, it's like they've almost been hiding this uh, throughout the entire film. They've been waiting to kind of give us this one cameo. And at the very end, none other than Doc Rivers shows up on screen. And it's this kind of like big reveal that it's like, oh my God, they got Doc Rivers. Zero applause. Insane. Nobody cheered. Bruh, for Doc I said Rivers. something. I said something audibly in the theater. You did. I can't remember. What was it? Ain't nobody going to clap for Doc. Oh, right. <laughs> the man who coached in LA for eight years? Eight years. He coached in the city of Los Angeles for eight years in this very LA crowd who cheered for every single person pop possible. The most winning is coach. Yeah. In in Clipper history. It was that was maybe I mean, look, the movie has uh a lot of laughs in it. That might have been the biggest laugh for me uh in the theater was the fact that Doc Rivers got nothing. And then uh I will say, you know, just one other thing, you know, there are a lot of laughs in it. And I think this movie really kind of expertly like blends like Adam Sandler's humor with like the uncut gems kind of version of him. It's like a darker, grittier performance, but it still has a lot of really funny jokes in it. Oh, hey, I know, I know, we're podcasting right now, but uh, can we end the show? My internet guy just knocked on my door. Uh, yes, we can, Jamel. Feel free to leave. I will uh, wrap us up from here. Airbuds Pod on all social media. Go to Netflix and watch Hustle. It's really good. Please do, and, and watch basketball. Watch basketball tomorrow night. Talk to you guys later. Hello. Oh. Yeah,